You're listening to the Deal Farm Podcast with Ken Corsini. Educating, inspiring, and connecting you to real estate deals. And now, your host, Ken Corsini. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with The Deal Farm on today's Best Deal Ever episode. I'm joined by Mark Podolsky, a.k.a. The Land Geek. He's actually widely considered to be the country's most trusted and foremost authority on buying and selling raw, undeveloped land all over the United States. He's actively been investing in real estate and raw land since 2001. And get this, folks, he's done over 5,000 unique transactions. And honestly, if you're like me, I love the idea of owning land and flipping land. And this guy's got it mastered. So Mark, welcome to the show. Ken Corsini, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, man, I'm super stoked to finally have you on the show. We've kind of been playing in the same sandbox for a while and it it made sense to have you on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to have you on on my uh podcast as well. So this is this is great. Absolutely. Well, and I love land. What what guy doesn't enjoy talking about buying land? And it's such an intriguing space that I was super excited when I saw that I was going to have you on. Because uh, I think a, what person out there, especially dudes, dudes love owning land, and you've figured out a way to just buy a ton of it, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lust for land in this country <laughs> that a lot of people don't realize. There really is. And so you've actually been dubbed the land geek. That's how much you like land. I, I get really geeky with it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Hey, well, So before you got into buying land and into real estate, what, what were you doing? How did you find yourself in this space? So I, I was an investment banker. And I was doing mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And, you know, I had a 45-minute commute to work and back. I was in a cubicle. I had no control. Um, I was micromanaged. Ken, I'm telling you, I wouldn't get, like, the Sunday blues anticipating <laughs> Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues oh, man. anticipating the weekend going by really fast oh, and, and then being at work on Monday. So we, my firm hires this guy. And he's telling me that on the side, he's buying up raw land at tax deed auctions, 20, 30 cents on the dollar. And he's flipping them online and he's making 300% returns on investment. <laughs> so, Ken, I'm, I'm from Missouri. I'm from the show me state, right? I don't right. believe them because I'm looking at companies all day long. And a great company, a great company has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash, sure. yeah, right? Free company. Right. Your average company is at 10%. I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So we go to New Mexico. I've got like three grand saved up for car repairs. <laughs> and I just do exactly what he says to do, right? I buy 10 half-acre parcels for $300 each. It's like nothing, right? And I just flip them online. And sure enough, I sold them all on an average of, of over $1,200. Wow. So I take all that money and I go to another tax deed auction in Arizona and there's no one in the room. This isn't 2000. No one there. So I'm buying up properties for $5, $10, $20, right? Nothing. And I flipped all those and I made over $90,000 on that second auction. Holy cow. I'm so like, I go to my wife. I say, honey, I'm ready to quit my job. I'm going to do this full time. <laughs> she says, absolutely not. So I said, all right, fine. So I did it part-time for 18 months until the land investing income exceeded my investment banking job. And then I've been doing it full-time 
since 2001. I've done over 5,000 land flips. And Ken, I can't tell you how much I love this business. 5,000 land flips. Since what year? Since the early 2000s? Since 2001, Since yeah. Since 2001. Unbelievable, man. That's a pretty steady clip of, of deals. About a deal a day. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's crazy. So well, let's, so let's get in the nuts and bolts of this. So this is what you've been doing. You haven't really necessarily been doing single family or multifamily. It's just land? I did a, I did a house flip once in Phoenix, in Scottsdale, and I made 100 grand on it, and I, it was miserable. I was going back and forth. First of all, I can't even change a light bulb. Like, I have no aptitude for like <laughs> construction or anything. So like I'm meeting the subs out there and I, you know, they're giving me bids. I have no idea if I was getting ripped off or not. Right. And this is like 2006, the market's red hot and, you know, but I'm, I'm going back and forth. I'm watering the plants. I'm meeting the subs. And on that flip, I made a hundred grand. I, pro I, I promised myself I would never do it again. And my buddy did it again and he had to do a short sale because he bought like at the very top of the market and the market oh, yeah. turned on him. Oh, yeah. But like when I, when you looked at my, when I looked at my effective hourly rate, Right. I'm like, uh, th this is horrible compared to raw land where it's scalable. I can buy, you know, virtually anywhere in the country. I never have to go and physically look at a piece of property. All our due diligence is outsourced and crowdsourced. So I do a Craigslist gig or we go look.com and someone you know, just goes out there, stomps on the dirt, you know, provides me the pictures and the videos and fills out my property report. So I'm not you know, buying a headache or a mistake. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, I love it. No renters, no rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I don't have to worry about Dodd-Frank. I don't have to worry about RESPA or the SAFE Act. Land is exempt. Really? I didn't realize that. So if you're owner financing uh, land, it's not, it doesn't fall under Dodd-Frank? No. I, I guess, yeah, not. that makes sense. You're not dwelling in the property. Interesting. Right. It's just raw dirt. I know it's not sexy, but I, I love it. You know, but when you listed all those the, all those headaches that you're not dealing with, I mean, a, a part of me is like, well, that sounds really nice because we flip a ton of houses in Atlanta, and uh, I mean, I basically check 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 next to every one of those headaches. I mean, we're dealing with that day in and day out. So to yeah yeah no absolutely, but but you know when you're at the Ken Corsini level, it's a little bit different. You know, it's really a headache when you're doing you know maybe five or ten a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you've got a machine, then it's a I think. You've got a, a automated, systematized process, probably. Well, we still but, deal with it. I mean, we can do. You can do high volume and still have a crap ton of headaches. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. Describes yeah. our business. Yeah, we've got a lot of automation. We got a lot of people built in. But man, you're still dealing with buyers and inspection reports and just messes and title issues and all that garbage. Where it seems like with your model, you've eliminated so much of that, and it's still. I mean, the margins sound just as good. Oh, it's it's such a simple model, and the margins are ridiculous. I mean. You know, I do owner financing, and we average about a thousand percent return on investment. That's crazy. It's nutty. It's nutty. But if you go to a RIA meeting, Ken, right? There's a hundred people in that room. You'll be the only land guy. Ninety-nine of them will be house flippers because yeah. you go on HGTV, the DIY network. It's sexy. Yeah. Everyone can get their heads around it, and everyone's teaching that, but no one's teaching raw land. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's like I said, we, right before we jumped on, I mean, my, the only other guy I know that's really into this space is Jack Bosch. And he's the only other guy I know that's doing it besides you. I mean, and he says the same thing. I mean, it's just a super profitable space, but somehow you, you guys have dialed it in and it doesn't sound like that many people have followed suit. We're still kind of stuck in the rehab world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so let's, I guess, dive into the nuts and bolts. of what is, How have you constructed your model, and what does it look like? 
Okay, so let me let me walk you through it from the very beginning, right? So so the first thing we want to do is county research, right? There's 3,007 counties. So we want to go where there's definitely, we know definitively there's deals being done there. So there's this little website called Google that you <laughs> can go. It, heard of it once or twice. Yeah, yeah. And you can go and you get all this data, right? So then you go to the county treasurer and you say, I want the back tax list, okay? And sometimes they'll give it to you. Sometimes they won't. You can go to another website like agentpro247.com. But basically, my lowest hanging fruit is someone that lives out of state and owes back taxes. And then we're going to send them a quote-unquote, like Michael Quarles calls it, a top dollar offer, 20 to 30 cents on the dollar. So I'm not saying, hey, I'm interested in buying your land. I don't want to be on the phone all day. I don't want to be in the appraisal business. I'm saying this is exactly what I will pay for your raw land. So when I get that data you know, from Excel, we scrub out that data um, we price it. And the way that we price it is we built in what Warren Buffett calls this huge margin of safety, right? So I'll look at the market comps and I'll just divide by four and that gets me to 300%. So I've got this huge margin of safety. Now, three to 5% of the people that get this top, <laughs> this quote unquote top dollar offer are going to accept it because they realize, right? Something is better than nothing because eventually they're going to lose that property to a tax deed or a tax lien investor, right? Tax deed auction or a tax lien investor. So now we go ahead, we do our due diligence, we close on it, and then we just really quickly flip it within 30 days or less, and we start marketing that property. So Ken, do you know where the best place to go is to market that property? Uh, I'm gonna guess eBay. No, worst place, that's my last Worst place, place? really? Oh man, I failed. Uh, Craigslist? Close? Closer. Close. So we have a built-in Best Buyer. It's the neighbor. So we send oh, out neighbor leaders. We say, look. Nice. I've got the adjoining yes. lot. I've got this property near you. Yes. Right? Totally. I'm gonna, before I take it to the open market, I'm going to give you first right to get it and get a larger you know, tract of land. And what happens is two things either happen. They either buy it or they say, oh, I'd sell, my, sell you my property. Now I've got a larger parcel to sell. <laughs> right? So then, you know, the neighbors pass or whatever it is, and then we start going to our buyers list. So then we do a deal of the week. The buyers list doesn't buy. Then we go to a little website that you just talked about that's free to list on called Craigslist. And we actually automate it. So we automate it using a program called postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek, about 124 ads a day with a click of a button. Amazing. Right? Wait, and say, then say that again. How do you guys do that? Uh, it's, 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 it's really kind of complicated. There's a, there's all these things that we do, but it's a, it's an automated system that we actually teach called postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. Huh? You got to check it out, Ken. Yeah. But it's amazing. So, but then we also go to a little website that has a billion people on it called Facebook. We go to buy sell groups. Yes. That's huge right now. There. Yeah. That's huge. And then, so, and that's free. Um, or we can go to landsofamerica.com, landandfarm.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. Uh, you know, there's like no shortage of them. I mean, those are kind of paid. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, then we sell the property. So what we do then is we make it irresistible. So what we like to do is owner financing, which gets us this passive income without any of the traditional real estate headaches of a tenant. So usually what we'll do is we'll get our money out on the down payment or within six months of the down, right? So we got this one-time one sale, and then we got this recurring income every month, 
without you know a renter or rehab or renovations or rodents. And we use LoanGeek.io to automate that. So with all the software that we've developed, we're 90% automated, where I can literally upload a list in Excel. The offers immediately go out. It's amazing. I spend two hours a week in Frontier Properties working in this business. That's the name of your uh, of your extra investing business. Is yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah, the investing business is Frontier Properties. I gotcha. I mean, that's you talk about systems, man. You've got it ridiculously dialed in. It's so geeky. It's crazy. It's nah, crazy. I mean, that's amazing. Okay, so I, my, my paperwork takes two seconds now to create. What used to take me twenty minutes in paperwork takes two seconds. That's that's nuts, man. So when you're when you're initially marketing, so you're you're gonna pull a list from Google or from where from a, directly from a county, or you're gonna go to like an agent pro two four seven. You're gonna buy a list or, or somehow get to a list. How do you market to the the tax delinquent uh, landowners? So we have a letter that says we would like to buy your property. Okay. And we have, and we have like a mail merge that says you know this property, at you know the legal description, the acreage at this price. And then we have a little bit of legalese getting us out of the deal in case we, you know, we want to back sure. out. Yeah. And it's just a, per, just a purchase agreement. Sign it and send it back to us. So the mail merge actually has your offer price. So you're not just saying, hey, oh. if you're interested in selling, you're no. saying, I want to buy it for X amount of dollars. No, I don't want to spend all day being appraised. We're like, oh, I'm interested in selling my property. How much are you going to buy it for? No, no, no. It's an actual offer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You must have an automated way then of putting in the offer amounts. Are you just doing that? Is there a manual element to that? Well, we kind of automate it um, in, in a way where, um, you know, the software will take like the acreage, right? Because we don't want to send the same offers out for ones or, you know, as fives. Um, so what we'll do is we'll scrub the list and then we'll basically take a look at the comps and we'll divide by four. And then we'll put in for all that, what, like say APN number or that acreage size, that one offer. Uh -huh. And then batch it and then send out those offers and then do it again and then send out those offers for five tens or twenties or forties because you know like i had one guy send me glitter one day um and like a really angry response because i sent him you know uh, the same offer as the one acre guy who got you know is and he had a 40 oh, <laughs> like, no he was really insulted i gotcha oh that's funny yeah yeah so so you're actually so there is a manual. Do you guys have like VAs that do that for you? There's probably yeah, sure you got this. Yeah, yeah, it's all automated, absolutely. So you've got somebody that's been trained on here's how you run comps and here's the offer price. Put it in my spreadsheet, and then yeah. when the spreadsheet does the mail merge, it goes into the letter. And how many letters are you guys sending on a regular basis? So we use a Lob API, um, and then they have a, a program like it's like in bulk of, uh, you know, I think it, it's like at least a thousand a. a a month is what we're sending about a thousand a month. I yeah. mean, that's not crazy. No, no, it's not crazy because, you know, I, I, you know, I personally have a little luxury because I have people actually bringing me deals all the time. But gotcha. when I first started, um, you know, we, we, we would look for deals any way we could get them. But I, I think if you, if you do 20 offers a day, right, that'll move the needle in this business, depending upon what your, your income goals are, your passive income goals are. So a thousand. So what do you have you kind of dialed into your metrics? So if you send out a thousand letters, about how many purchases does that equate to for you? So I I can get a three to five percent response rate. Now if it's under three percent, my offers are too low. Okay. If it's over five percent, I got to retrade. My offers are probably too high. Uh -huh. And on that, I can probably close between one to two percent. Because gotcha. some, you know, there might be a lien issue or there might be a deed issue. You know, mom and dad died and they didn't do their trust correctly. 
Um, it's in probate, then the probate papers, and you know when you start figuring out the legal fees, you lose your margin. You can't do the deal. So you're closing one to two percent of the people that responded. Correct. Okay. So that's so really maybe you're only buying one in a thousand letters that go out. Does that sound about right? No, one in about a hundred letters. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. I'm not, I must not do my math right. Cause so three percent of a thousand would be thirty. Right. If you're only closing one percent of thirty, you're actually less than one. Maybe you're. Maybe are you close? You're probably. Are you closing one to two percent of the thousand letters that you sent out? Correct. Okay. All right. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah. So potentially, I mean, ten potentially ten deals from a thousand thousand letters going out. Right. Right. So one in a hundred, like you said. I mean, that's right. Right. And then we get another twenty deals off. You know, off market. You know, from wholesalers. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. That's a really strong metric, man. Because I mean, in my world, I'm lucky to send out something at a one and get a one percent response rate. And then still out of that, I'm only gonna end up buying one in fifty actual leads. Right. I mean so that right. you whittle that way the heck down on, on a, yeah, on a yeah, single because, family purchase. Yeah, because we have a very non competitive niche and it's massive. Yeah. Well, and you're sort of pre-screening your leads too because you're giving them an offer. So they're only responding if they're interested in the, in the offer price. It's like you said, you Correct. don't want to be in the appraisal business. We're very much in the appraisal business. Somebody calls us, they're interested in selling. Well, we got to wade through 50 people to buy one still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't do that. Yeah. Very interesting. So you, so tell us where this is this business taking you because this started as a systems thing. You're buying a bunch of houses, but you've grown this obviously. Tell us what your business looks like now. Yeah, so you know now I have a VA team, I have an acquisition manager, um, and a couple acquisition managers, and it's just automated. It's ninety percent automated. Um, I spend two hours a week in frontier properties, uh, basically looking at reports and and managing. So, um, you know, I want to see how many offers did we send out this this week, how many deals are pending, how many deals did we buy, and how many deals did we sell. Um, so, you know, what's nice about this is I can travel the world, and in business just with an internet connection so it's it's really nice and now you know we've got it to a point where my passive income exceeds my fixed expenses and i'm I'm working really because i want to not because i have to And, and that's really been sort of my calling for other people as well that want to learn this niche so then i started training people on actually the step by step method that i use to do this and can i tell you there's there's nothing more rewarding when you know, someone like Scott Todd calls me and says, hey, man, I, you know, I was able to, to, to quit my Fortune 300 job because I'm, and now I'm investing in land full time. Um, wow. Eric Peterson, you know, made $100,000 as a side hustle, just land flipping. Um, this, this kid who's 22 years old in college just, you know, emailed me. He made 20 grand on his first deal. <laughs> and it's, you know, and, and you no, know, it. It's an amazing feeling when you're moving the needle in someone's life. Like I tell my wife all the time, like now I can die in peace because no one ever, no one ever, you know, thanked me for selling them a piece of raw land, right? <laughs> but but going out and actually helping people, um, you know, create passive income and more freedom in their lives has has been the most rewarding piece. So I I, I love the land geek program. It's very cool. I mean, it, it, what it sounds like is you don't need a lot of money. It's not like you're going out there and buying expensive houses that need a ton of money for renovating. I mean, no, what, how no, much are you buying yeah. some of these parcels for? I mean, what, I what mean, what's the average? I, I did a deal last week for 750 bucks. You know, 
<laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's not you don't need a lot of money. You really don't. And even if you, and then you can lock up the deal and go to me and you can wholesale it out. You know, the the, the real value is finding the deal. Yeah. Um, you don't need money. I, I started with three grand. My buddy Duran started with 800 bucks. He's made millions. I mean, you don't need a lot of money. That's so interesting. And so most of the people that are in this space, even the students that you've taught, they're in it. Are they in it for the passive income model, or are they in it to try to flip it and, and, and make a quick buck? You know, it depends on where they're at in their life, right? And where they're at personally, financially. I I, I think most people get sort of excited about it because of the passive income piece, mm-hmm. but that does take some time depending on where you're at financially and your and your capital, right? So. A lot of people might start off with a 75-25 split if they don't have a lot of money, where there's 75% cash flips and 25% um, on notes. And then pretty soon, that note income can start supporting more cash purchases, and then it goes to a 50-50 split, and then it reverses in 75-25, and then you know get to my point where I'm, I'm 100% owner finance. I don't I don't ever want to do a cash flip, and I get angry when someone pays off their note. <laughs> right. I just want to keep building the passive income piece. Now, how are you managing all those notes? Because if you've got hundreds or thousands of notes out there, that's a lot to keep up with. So it's all automated. I use a, a program called LoanGeek.io. Uh-huh. It's a set it and forget it system. And we get paid via ACH or credit card. If one fails, it automatically charges the other one on file. The borrower can log in at any time. So it avoids those two annoying phone calls I used to always get. Hey, Mark, what's my current balance? Or, hey, Mark, how do I make a prepayment this month? They can log in and do it themselves. Uh, we export out the 1098s to our bookkeeper. It's it's every pain point that I have in managing notes, I solve the software. It's amazing. So LoanGeek is yours, and so that's something your students have access to, I guess, or everybody has access to? Everybody has access to it. Well, it's, it's actually, I shouldn't say that. Um, as of this recording, I think it's in beta. Okay. Uh, so everybody will have access to it. Like, you know, if you're a doctor and like you're you're a uh, you know an orthodontist and you're financing a, a case, you know you could use the software. If you're a landlord, you could use the software, and it'll be you know certain that they're going to pay you because you have two forms of payment on file. Right, right. If they don't pay one, you get hit them with the other one. Now that right. brings up the next question. I mean, I've done owner finance deals myself, and inevitably, you know, there some people aren't going to pay and they get behind. How often does that happen, and what do you do when that happens? So when the economy is good. It's about a 10% default rate because we don't do credit checks, right? No credit checks. So, okay. Yeah. So if you don't do credit checks, it's about 10%. Um, when the economy is rough, like let's say 2008 to 2011, you're looking at a 20% default rate. But really, I don't really care because then it just increases my my ROI and extends out that note. So a note that might have you know matured in seven years or paid off in seven years now might pay off in 14 years. Or 12 years right. or whatever it is. So because it's so easy to sell it online, um, it's really easy to get a new borrower in there. So, you know, we don't really care. Do you, have you had to foreclose on many or do you typically get them to sign the deed back to you? Well, we don't do foreclosures. We do land contracts. So the property stays in my name until they pay off their promissory note. Oh. And there's no cost of foreclosure. And uh, we keep all the money they paid in. And that's that's it. Ah, I got you. And does that work in every state or there's some states where that doesn't quite work as well? It works in every state, technically speaking. So Texas and Florida, um, we have, of course, a geeky way (laughs) around it. Okay. 
where it's a little trickier. I can see that. It's a little, yeah, it's a little more complicated, but yeah, there are, it will work in every state. Because it's funny because I've even talked to my attorney here in Georgia about land contracts, and he kind of looked at me cross-eyed, like, "What are you doing well, with a land contract?" Well, you know, when you're talking about a house, that's a little bit different. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you know, right. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about a ten thousand dollar, twenty thousand dollar piece of land, no one's litigating over that. I mean, I've been, I've done this since two thousand one, and the old adage in real estate is, uh, you know, it's not a matter of if you're going to be sued, it's a matter of when and knock on wood, I've, I've never had an issue. Wow. So when you guys are targeting where you want to buy land, I mean, you know, this, the different states have different nuances. There's probably different opportunities. How do you decide which states to go to? Are, are you in all 50 states? No, no. I only focus on a few states. So I focus on the Southwest, California, a little bit in the Northwest, in Florida, because Ken, nobody wakes up and thinks to themselves, "Boy, I'd really like to buy some, buy some raw land today in Oklahoma," <laughs> unless you live in Oklahoma, right? right? So I want to go places that you know are really going to uh, you know tap the imagination of somebody that might be living in New York or you know Minneapolis or you know a, a big urban city, and they can you know see the open spaces in Nevada and Arizona and Texas. In Oregon and New Mexico, right? I mean, that's a bit, that's as big a buyer pool as we want to get. Now, it's not it's not to say you can't make money in those other areas. You absolutely can, but your biggest buyer pool is going to be in those those states. So you do sell to a lot of out of state buyers. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Out of state, in state preppers, military, really? uh, uh, recreational people, investors. I got a guy who's a CEO in San Diego. He he spends five thousand a month. He just thinks it's cool. Like like just he never even goes out and see the property. He just <laughs> thinks it's cool. Just wants to keep building up his net worth in, in raw land. And just buying it all over the place in different states. Buy, yeah, all over the place, different states. That's so crazy, man. So now when you're targeting these states, I'm assuming this probably works much better in like a rural setting versus like a metropolitan area. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you go into the metro areas, like let's take Manhattan, for example, right? Um, how many Manhattan infill lots are those people going to sell to you 20, 30 cents on a dollar, right? Yeah. They're going to go to a realtor and the realtor, you know, might discount it 5% to move it, right? Yeah. Um, I want to go where I can really get a distressed buyer in some respects, right? That asset has no longer become an asset. It's now a liability, and so I, you know, you could do this with a million dollar ranch, but how often is, is somebody who's got a million dollar ranch going to sell it to you for 200, 300,000? Yeah, right. Not very often. But the one acre, two acre parcels, I mean, is that probably typical size for you guys? One, two acres? Yeah, I mean, we go for ones, five, tens, twenties, and forties. Oh, you do? Okay. So you do go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I bought my six forties, you know, three twenties, one twenty. I mean, it depends, but, um, there, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know if there's really an average necessarily. I gotcha. And so when you do a mailing, do you try to get kind of a good mix of you're not going after all 40 acre parcels, or are you kind of trying to mix that up, or does it doesn't really matter? Doesn't really matter. We want to batch them so yeah. that when we're doing our due diligence, we're looking at all the ones and all the fives and all the tens. And oh, you do. So you do sort of batch them in terms yeah, of what you're yeah, absolutely. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are, so are you targeting just specific counties, I guess? You go into Florida and say, okay, I'm really just going to hit these particular counties? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Florida's really easy because all the data is online. Oh, so um, Florida's great. But, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we want to go where we definitively know there's deals being done. 
Yeah, right. And then, and then you've got your system for selling. So even though you know nothing about that county necessarily or that piece of land necessarily, you're still gonna re you've got your system in place for knocking on the door of the neighbor and blasting your buyers list or posting online or Craigslist or Facebook. I mean, there's so many different places you go. One of those is probably always gonna work. Do you ever get stuck with a property that doesn't move? You know, it's it's hard to believe, but no, <laughs> I've never been stuck with a piece of property. Um, even, you know, even a bad deal where I made a mistake and this actually happened. I bought, I did due diligence incorrectly and I bought 40 acres in New Mexico. 25 of those acres were on a side of a mountain. Right. Oh, no, right. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, I paid $2,500 for it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put it up on eBay and just see if I can get my money out. So I put it as a dollar, you know, 10 day auction, no reserve. First day it got bid up to $2,500. By the end of 10 days, it was at $32,500. No way. And I'm, and I'm sweating. I'm like, oh, gosh, here comes a refund. You know, something's wrong here. So the guy buys it. He wires me the money. And I'm like, y you realize it's it's on the side of a mountain, right? He's like, it's perfect. Uh -huh. I'm like, what do you mean? He's, I'm a, I'm a director in L.A., and I want to film out there, and I don't want to deal with having to, to get permits. So I just bought it. Unbelievable. So there is a pig for every barn, and I, I learned the hard way when I first started not to be a land snob. Just because you and I might not think it's really good-looking land or great land doesn't mean someone else wouldn't love that property as either an investment or something to camp on or use recreationally or, or just have like what I call man jewelry. They just like <laughs> knowing they own something. Man jewelry. I like that. It's so yeah. true, man. There, there's something innate in guys that just want to own land, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if it's like a if it's like a forty acre parcel, I mean, are you gonna typically inspect that before you buy it, or have somebody locally inspect it for you? Oh yeah, our due diligence is nutty, so oh, really? everything's inspected. Yeah. Okay, so even a one acre parcel, you're gonna have inspected. Yeah, yeah, we're never gonna buy a property sight unseen. So we'll go, you know, we'll do our stuff online virtually with Google Earth and GIS maps, and then we'll have somebody, you know, like we'll get a, a like a local Craigslist gig for fifty bucks. Yeah. Um, have them download an app called What Three Words, which has you know basically addressed the whole world, and then they'll send us the coordinates so we know they're either close or they're there. Uh huh. And then they'll shoot video and take pictures and fill out our property report. You know how far is the nearest Walmart? What was the road like? Uh, what are the neighbors like? Is anybody dumping on the property? You right. Know? Right. Uh, what's your view? Yeah. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. So for fifty, so fifty bucks is normal. You just throw it out there in Craigslist, and somebody's going to take you up on it and go out there and do this for you. Absolutely, <laughs> that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, I love the model. I mean, I think it's, I think it's killer, especially the way you've automated to the extent that you have, where you're really just kind of watching, looking at reports now to make sure you know the business is operating correctly. But you're not stuck in the weeds. You're not dealing with headaches. You've, you've sort of automated all of that away. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been at this now since 2001. You've done 5,000 deals. Is there one of those deals in particular that stands out to you as your best deal ever? Yeah, yeah. So when I first, like in 2003, um, there's a company that was buying mineral rights from uh, the railroad. And Mor like Morgan Stanley bought up like millions of acres from the railroad. And they had like a big group. And so this group comes in and says, hey, um, we want all that property too. So they buy it uh, out from Morgan Stanley. They've got millions of acres now, but they're really only interested in, in the 
in the water rights and the mineral rights. They don't have anything to do with the raw land. Mm -hmm. So I come in there knowing nothing, and I offer them 30 bucks an acre for 48 for for 640 acre parcels. Oh my gosh! And the guys like, we've never sold property this cheaply, but here's a couple sections that we really don't like. Go ahead, go knock yourself out. So I bought these three sections, 30 bucks an acre. What? We go ahead, we hire a, a, a surveyor, we subdivide it at seven bucks an acre, and we're selling this stuff for 500 bucks an acre. Oh right. So now I take all this money and then I did an owner. He, they owner financed me a million bucks and I bought up, you know, as many of these sections as I could. And we made five million dollars on this one deal. What? Unbelievable. And this is for you right out of the gates. Yeah. I've really been doing this since 2001. Yeah, it was it was it was really fortunate. <laughs> I, would say I, I had I had quite a nice ride. Unbelievable. Yeah. So they not only did they sell you for thirty bucks an acre, they owner financed you at thirty bucks an acre. It, well, you know, as they started seeing I was making more money, if, you know, the property would get better and they'd keep going up. But yeah. I'd say on average it was fifty bucks an acre, and we were selling it for five hundred an acre. Where was it? What part of the country? It was in Nevada. It was in Nevada. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. I. I. Yeah. I mean. I told my wife, I have, we, have, we have three children. If we have a fourth child, I'm, na I'm naming them 40 because I, I love 40-acre parcels so much. 40-acre parcels. Yeah. That might be one of the best uh, best delivers I've ever heard. That's insane. Somebody owner finances you 30 bucks an acre, and you just do it over and over again and make $5 million bucks off a deal. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was nuts. That sounds like a unicorn, though, too. Probably not not something you're running across every year. Absolutely. It's definitely a unicorn. I mean, I, I, you know, one of my students, Jeff Axton, last year he bought uh, a 640 for 15 grand and he flipped it for 150. Wow. So that was pretty good. Yes. Um, who else just did a deal that was like, oh my gosh, it was nut It was kind of nutty. Uh, oh, I think uh, John Montero's got a deal locked up for like 20 grand. And he's going to make like 250 grand on the deal. Is that over time? Is that with payments or that's just one time hit? I, I believe that is a one time hit. I believe that's a cash deal. Crazy. Yeah. Now, are your students all over the country doing it in all the different states? You like, know, it's funny. They're all over the world. You can do this anywhere in the world. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I've got I've got students everywhere. Any states that you've you've heard students say, "Man, I just it can't make it work here." Um. No, because we give them the counties to go to. So okay. we tell them we tell them where to go. So, you know, usually it's like, oh, Mark, I should have listened to you. So I'm like, wait, you know, let me be the trailblazer. Let me spend the money and the time trying to figure out a new county. Don't 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 go through the brain damage. Uh, a lot of people have what I call scarcity mentality in the sense that they think, well, if everyone's in this county in Colorado, I shouldn't go there. I'm like, no, go there. I'm like, you, me, a million people could be in this niche. We'll all run out of money before we run out of deal flow. There's no hedge funds. There's no private equity groups. There's no big money in this space. Huh. And there's billions of acres. Like, there's one county in Texas that's 28,000 lots that are tax delinquent. Like, how many of those can you buy? How many of those could I buy before we run out of money? Really? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm super I'm super sold on the idea. I love it, man, especially just from a, a passive income approach because – you know, I've, I've owned a lot of rentals at times, and, I mean, rentals can be a headache. I mean, they like, like we talked about before, I mean, any sort of single-family deal, whether you're flipping or you're renting it, it's there's just cumbersome. But to be able to have a passive income approach that's so hands-off 
is really attractive. Yeah, it's it's yeah, that's why my, one of my podcasts is called the best passive income model. So I have guys like you on and I explain the model. I'm like, do I have the best <laughs> passive income model? It's like that was like that was like the shtick. And 90 percent of the time, like, yeah, y- you do. And then 10 percent of the time, like to be financial people like like Sharon Lecter was on. She's like, Mark, you have the best financial model for you. Like, good answer <laughs> for you. That's very diplomatic. Yeah, very diplomatic. That's funny. Well, and so, it's true. I mean, you know, I, I make it sound, e- you know, easy. It's not easy, yeah. right? It's a simple model, but it ain't easy. Right, right. You still got to work at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess point people in the direction. Obviously, you're, you've got some programs out there. You've got some websites. You've got a podcast. Where can people hunt you down if they're interested in what you're doing? I think the best place to go is thelandgeek.com, and then – they can download for free our passive income blueprint and they can get the ebook, how to avoid the three feet of land by mistakes. We have over a hundred land geek podcasts. They can belong to the membership site, but because they're listening to you, uh, Ken Corsini, I'm going to give them for free the $97 passive income launch kit. So I think if they just go to landgeek.com forward slash Ken Corsini, I think that'll be the link. We'll give you the link. Okay. We'll, We'll give them a little gift. That's awesome. Super generous. I'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well. Uh, forward slash Ken Corsini. I'll make sure we get it right and that you spell it right. But that is very generous of you. I'm sure a lot of our folks will take you up on that. So $97 wiped away. It's a free launch kit, guys. So take advantage. Exactly. I just I just registered the the domain, the power of KenCorsini.com. Nice. The power of Ken Corsini. What if I want that? You've already taken it from me. Yeah, I, I bought it 20 cents a dollar. I'll, I'll sell it to you. That's, you'll mark it up. You'll have this, your mark one of your VAs will be in touch with me. Exactly. I'll own a finance it for you. So, you know, let's let's do a car payment, Ken. 249 down, 249 a month for 10 I'm, years. I'm sold. 8.3% interest. You're such a good salesman. It works. It doesn't just work with land, folks. It works for it, websites, cars, you name it. Exactly. Yeah, this model can be applied anywhere. That's right. Mark, this was fantastic, man. Really good interview, man. I appreciate your time. And folks, again, check out thelandgeek.com. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks, Ken. Take care. Hey, folks, it's Ken again, and I want to talk to you for just a quick second about becoming a private lender with our company, Georgia Residential Partners. If you've got money right now sitting on the sidelines, maybe it's in a bank account earning less than 1%, or maybe it's in the stock market and you're worried about where the stock market is headed, you might want to consider becoming a private lender with our company. Where you might be getting 1% to 2% on a CD or a money market account right now, when you become a private lender with us, you're actually well into the double digits in terms of return on investment. Again, if you've got money that's not working for you right now, it's sitting on the sidelines and you want to get it into investment that's safe, that's passive, and has the opportunity to get you well into the double digits, please reach out to me. You can actually contact us through our website at dealfarm.net. Go to the Contact Us page. It goes right into my inbox and I will reply and set up a time to talk. Thanks so much for listening to The Deal Farm. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.